The following podcast is brought to you by Pathways Church. Thanks for joining us for this message from our weekend service. We exist to lead people into a growing relationship with Christ. If you have any questions or even a story to share about how God is moving in your life, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at pathwayschurch.us. Thanks for listening, and we pray that God's Word will enrich your journey today. Hi, everybody. We're in part two of a sermon series called Fight. And really, the backdrop to this whole series is Ephesians chapter six. Why? Because we're in the ring with the enemy, and he wants to take you out. In fact, he wants to take me out as well. So what we're talking about today is fear. Now, for most of us, if not all of us, during these times, we're sitting up a little straighter and we're paying attention. Fear has a way of doing that, doesn't it? And you know why? Because fear, when it gets a hold of us, it creates something inside of us. And if you haven't noticed, there has been a whole lot of conversation around faith versus fear and, and faith and fear and, and faith, choosing faith over fear. But what exactly does that even mean? And, and what, what does it even look like? I mean, is faith just wishful thinking or positive thinking? Is it some sense of blind optimism? Well, not for Jesus. In fact, Jesus thought that faith was way more than that. And as his followers, faith is more than that. See, when we look at our passage for today in Mark chapter 4, Jesus talked a lot about faith. In fact, his central teaching, if you look at Mark chapter 1 verse 15, he says that he talks about God's kingdom, how God's kingdom has come in him, in his person. When he came, he brought heaven to earth. And he talks about his kingdom by saying, hey, listen, here's what you need to do. You need to repent and you need to believe. So in our passage for today, Mark chapter four, Jesus, here's the setting. He's in a boat with a large crowd gathered around the shore of the Sea of Galilee. The mountains are behind him. It's a perfect setting. And he's teaching on a bright, sunny day. It's absolutely beautiful. And you know what he's talking about? He's talking about faith in his father's kingdom. He starts off by saying, faith is like a seed, a seed that's scattered on all different types of soil. And basically his bottom line is this, how is the soil of your heart so that the seed of faith can grow? In fact, it starts off like a small seed, but when it's planted and it takes root, he goes on to teach this other parable saying that faith grows into one of the largest plants. And then he talks about how faith, faith is like a light. It's like a lamp. And we never put a lamp under a bowl. The purpose of faith, the purpose of light is to light up some dark spaces. And we've been doing that at Pathways Church. We've been fighting darkness. We've been fighting fear. And so then Jesus, he talks about fear and he talks about fear in relationship to faith by not just using his words, he actually illustrates faith and fear. So Bell is going to read our portion of scripture today. If you have a Bible, go to Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 35. Bella? That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. 
Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and they said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Thanks, Bella, for reading that passage to us. You know, that would be a similar location of where Jesus was, near the shore. Perhaps he was there in the boat. They had gotten out after a couple teachings in Mark chapter 4. Maybe they had like a Friday night fish fry, and they decided to take their boats off the dock, push them out, and they did what they normally would have done when they needed a break from the crowd. Jesus oftentimes would gather his disciples and they got into a couple boats. And what they did was they would sail across the sea of Galilee. And as you heard in the passage for today, a great storm, a furious squall came in and it kicked up a lot of waves and wind. So much so that they were actually breaking over the bow of the boat. The disciples couldn't bail water out fast enough. And I'm sure these guys knew how to swim, but they couldn't swim across. They couldn't swim against the wind. There's no way. And if they swam with the wind, it would just take them out to sea. Understandably, they were afraid. And you know what? They were afraid because they had reason to be afraid. Meanwhile, Scripture says this. Listen to it. Scripture says that Jesus was in the stern in the back of the boat and he was sleeping on a cushion. (laughs) Can you imagine? Get that. Like, okay, Jesus, that was fantastic. All those phenomenal talks on faith, but we need you now and you're sleeping. Have you ever felt like Jesus was sleeping and you were thinking to yourself, man, this faith thing, I need you to kick in now because I'm afraid. That's exactly where the disciples were. And perhaps that's where you find yourself today. But you know what? Maybe this was just a setup for the disciples to hear what Jesus had to say about faith and fear. And perhaps this is a setup for you and me because Jesus wants us to hear his words fresh in our hearts and our minds so we understand how to fight fear together. So, Meanwhile, here's what took place. The disciples, they they went and they woke Jesus up. They were like, Jesus, Jesus, get up. Probably some of them were like, man, we got to get him some caffeine. He can't go to bed. He can't retire early because you know what? We We have a storm in front of us. We are afraid. This wasn't just the kind of faith that would say, hey, hey, let's huddle up together. We got to keep our chin up. Let's paddle. No, 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 no. Friends, there was a real reason to be afraid. So they woke up Jesus and they said, Jesus, teacher, don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? Now, to you and me, that might seem a little silly when we hear that question today because Jesus was in their boat. But my guess is, I bet you that you felt that way before. That when you have been caught off guard or fear has snuck up in your life or you faced a storm, you thought to yourself, you know what, Jesus, don't you care 
if I drown? We've all asked that question. I've asked that question. Don't you care if I can't pay my bills? Don't you care if I lose my job? Don't you care if, if, if I can recover what I've lost? Don't you care about my prom? Don't you care if I finish school? Don't you care if I get married or if I stay married or if I have a child? Jesus, don't you care? Now, there's two significant things that I wanna point out to you. First is this. The disciples didn't see their faith as a denial of reality. Sometimes this can happen, right? We think that deep faith is the denial of reality, but just the opposite occurred. We can commend the disciples. Do you know why? Because the disciples came to Jesus. At least they came to him and said, don't you care? The second thing that we can find in this verse that I think is really important for us is simply this, that sometimes it's easy for us to equate God's care, the level of Jesus's care for our lives based on the severity of the storm. For example, in Mark chapter four, when he was teaching earlier, there were no storms. There was just sunshine and large crowds. In fact, the disciples probably thought to themselves, man, Jesus cares a lot, a whole lot for all the crowds. He, he cares for us. He cares for the Father's kingdom. After all, he's talking about faith. But now that they're in the storm and the severity of the storm, the wind and the waves, they begin to doubt and they say, he doesn't care. It's easy for you and me to do that, isn't it? But see, here's the thing about storms. Storms don't prevent you from your destiny. Storms prepare you for your destiny. I mean, that's why when Jesus got up, he asked this question to his disciples. He, he said, why, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? After all, haven't you seen all the things that I have done? After all, haven't we experienced so much together? In chapter one, Jesus stands up in the synagogue and he speaks to the demoniac and he says, this demon, why don't you sit down and shut up? Last week we talked about in, in, in chapter one how he was over leprosy and he cleansed the leper. Or in chapter two, he, he heals the paralytic. And not only does he have this dramatic scene where the, where the roof is open and the man stands up with his mat, but Jesus has the power to forgive him of sin. Or in chapter three, it's so cool because there's a man whose hand is shriveled up and Jesus says, reach out your hand. After the disciples have seen just these few short episodes in their life with Jesus, Jesus says, why are you so afraid? Do you still, do you, do, do you still have no faith? In other words, Jesus could have said it this way. See, what you did my friends, you, you, you placed your faith in the wrong thing. You placed your faith in the storm. You placed your faith in the waves and, 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 and all the water that was coming up. You placed your trust, your confidence in what you could see, the storm that was right in front of you. And then the disciples according to Peter, because we get Mark's gospel from Peter's eyewitness account. So the disciples asked this question 
In fact, uh, the writer Mark, he gets this information from Peter, who's this eyewitness, uh, Simon Peter, the, the, the great, ambitious, zealous disciple. He takes note of this and he dictates it to Mark. And he said, you know, when we were on the boat, here's what happened. We woke up Jesus and then we asked this question, a, a question that, that, that we should ask almost every single day. Well, this is a pretty important question when it comes to faith and fear. Here's the question. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? You know who this man is? This man is the God man. This man is the son of man. This man is a supernatural man. This is the man. See, in that moment, do you know what the disciples realized when it came to their fear? They realized that they had trusted the wrong thing. They realized that they had placed their hope in the storm. They realized they thought that the storm was going to determine their destiny. They missed it. <laughs> and you know what Jesus did? Jesus, listen to this. Jesus, he stands up and he has a conversation with Mother Nature. He says, quiet, be still. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never seen anybody talk to the weather that way and the weather actually cooperate with them. I mean, I've said at times during one of the long winters, oh, when it stops snowing, never works. But in that moment, Jesus had authority over the storm. And it was quiet. It was silent. But here's the kicker. Here's the surprise of the entire story that most of us, we miss. After that, after the storm had subsided, Peter says that the disciples were even more afraid. They were terrified. They thought to themselves, oh my word, who is this man? I can't believe it. Well, Jesus said it this way later on in his teaching in his ministry. In Luke chapter 12, verse 4, he says, I, I tell you, my friends, I, I love that he calls us his friends. He says, I tell you, my friends, do, do not be afraid of those who can kill your body and do nothing more. In other words, listen, fear not, not because there's not something to be afraid of, but fear not because I am with you. Fear not because I'm in your boat. Fear not because I care for you. Pathways, Jesus cares for us. He cares for you. He cares for your family. He sees that we're in, in moments when we can, we have every reason to be afraid at times, whether it's the economy or whether it's a, a family situation or whether it's a, a report of, of hearing the word cancer, all of those things. I don't care what it is. I don't care what creates fear. It's valid. It needs to be acknowledged. Faith acknowledges fear. But here's the moral of the story. Faith, deep faith, not only acknowledges fear, but it answers this question. When I am afraid, who will I trust? 
when we're afraid, when we don't understand, when all we can see, feel, and know in this reality is that the waves are coming over the boat, the question, the first, the central, and the primary question that we must ask ourselves is simply this, who am I going to trust? In other words, will you put your trust, your faith in the storm, or will you put your faith in Jesus? See, Jesus would say it this way to you and me today. Do you think that the storm is going to determine your destiny? Do, do you think that a global pandemic is going to determine your death? I mean, would you put your faith in a virus? When we say it that way, it almost seems ridiculous. Or would you trust the God-man, Jesus, who died and rose from the dead and holds the keys of the kingdom and has secured our eternity. And even if we lose our physical bodies, because newsflash, we're all gonna die, God has our soul. So, Peter, he got this. He got the, the, the storm lesson. He, he got the faith lesson in light of fear. In fact, his faith impacted his fear because about two and a half years later, after the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, after Jesus had ascended to the Father, the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter two, the launch of the church, over 3,000 followers in Acts chapter four, when Peter and John had all, every, every single right to be afraid of those who brought them into the temple courts and questioned them. The Sanhedrin, Caiaphas, all the people that killed Jesus, surely they thought they were going to die and yet they got faith in front of fear. They, they chose to fight faith. They chose to acknowledge that there was something to be afraid of, and yet they had courage. In fact, it says this in Acts 4.13, that when the, the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, the high priests, when they saw the courage of these men, they thought to themselves, these are unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that Peter and John, just like you and me, they had been with Jesus. And when we're with Jesus, we know that he is over everything that we're facing, that he has power and absolute control over disease, over demons, over blindness, over sickness, over isolation, over fear, over every storm and tragedy that we can face. We can always count on Jesus. So, I don't know what you're battling today. I don't know what fear has perhaps gripped your heart, but here's what I do know, that you can trust Jesus, that you can look to Jesus, that you can fix your focus on him, that you can worship him, that, that you can say, Jesus, you are the king of my heart. God, you have all of my days. God, I am trusting you. So, fear not. Fear not, not because there's not something to be afraid of, but fear not because there is someone that you can trust in even more than the fears that you are fighting. Fear not, because Jesus, he loves you too much to abandon you. Fear not, because Jesus, he is the one and his grace is sufficient to get you through the storm. Fear not, because he is with 
us. He is the one that determines our destiny. As we close this weekend, I have a friend of a friend. His name is Caleb, and he's a, a pastor in South Carolina. I saw that he had posted this, this song on Instagram, a song that we sing around here a lot called King of My Heart. And before we close today, and as we sing this song together as an expression of worship to, to our King, to Jesus, I just want to take a moment, and I want to give you an opportunity to place your trust in Jesus. For many of you, you, you are a believer. But even as faithful believers, fear can just kind of creep in and can attack us. So can we bow our hearts all across living rooms? The spirit is there. He's speaking to you. I know it. I can feel it. I can sense it. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we acknowledge you in this moment that you are you are the person that we choose to trust. In fact, would you just pray that to him right now? Just say that one line. Jesus, I trust you. Go ahead, pray it. Say it. Jesus, I trust you. Say it again. Jesus, I trust you. Now, if you're here today and you've never made that decision to trust Jesus, can you go ahead, right where you are, would you repeat these words after me? Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Jesus, you see my life and you know my heart. God, I'm afraid. God, I'm afraid for my future and I'm definitely terrified of my past. So I need you to come and be the king of my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. I surrender everything. It's all yours. I trust in you. I choose in this moment to trust you. In Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed with this prayer said, amen. Hey, as we sing this song together as a declaration, would you sing it in a way that would declare over the fear that you're facing today that Jesus is the king of your heart? He's the king of my heart. Would you declare today that, that, that he's the fire inside our veins? He's the fire that he echoes through all of our days, your days and my days, not just today, but all of our days. Oh, he's our song and he's our king.